I'm excited to give you guys a word today, a word this evening. I, I really believe that God has a word for somebody, somebody that's watching, whatever it is you're dealing with, whatever it is you're going through. I believe that God has a word for you this evening. And so, uh, as, as Pastor Josh just stated, Pastor Rick started a new series called The Blessing Sunday. So let's just go to Genesis chapter 1, and we'll start there. And while you're going there, I want to take this time. The Bible says, uh, give honor to whom honor. Honor to whom honors do. So I want to honor our bishop, our pastor, our leader. Bishop Rick, sir, we love you. We thank you. We honor you. I certainly honor you. And I'm grateful for this opportunity that you've given me to minister and, and stand behind the sacred desk. I do not take this lightly, sir. I honor you. Love you. Blessings to you. We're praying for you and your family, sir. You and Mrs. Ricky Joe. And certainly Little Ricky, Little Ricky River. Can't forget about Little Ricky. So but while you're going there, Genesis chapter 1, please. Genesis chapter 1. Again, the blessing, uh, Pastor Rick's brand new book. He started this series out of this book on Sunday. And man, it was powerful. It was powerful. I'm telling you. I started studying this stuff. And I'm like, there's no way I could get through all of this. <laughs> there's no way. There's, there's, there's so much word here. There's, there's so much power in these verses and, and, just, and just in what he was talking about, you know, the best life is the blessed life. The best life is the blessed life. Are you in Genesis chapter 1? I want you to go there because we're going to continue to journey back and forth there. So I want you to hold that place. But I'm going to start right here in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Jesus Christ, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now we're going to look at Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them, and God blessed them. God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Let's pray God's hand on our time. God, we thank you so much for the opportunity that you've given us to come together as believers. God, we're believing you to give answers to questions and solutions to problems. God, we're believing you to, to do great and mighty things today, Lord. Let your anointing be prevalent in this room. Illuminate our minds, God, as we receive your word. We open up our hearts, and God, we declare that we are good ground. Put into us, God, your word, Lord. Let there be grace impartation to the hearers as we receive your word here today. We believe that you are our God. Jesus is our Lord and the Holy Spirit is our God. Father, we boldly receive these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Everybody said amen. So in the book of Genesis, we see God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful, multiply. So we see the basis. God established this in the Bereshith. In the beginning, so we see the original intention of God. This is important because the original intention of God is always his final 
answer. The original intention of God is always his final answer. Now we'll journey over to Luke chapter 24 and we're going to see the son carrying out this same intention. Luke chapter 24 verses 50 through 52. Verse 50 says, and he led them out as far as to Bethany and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven and they worshiped him returned and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. So you see, he blessed them. They worshiped him. Then they returned. So we see something here. Their response to his blessing was worship and return. We need to understand that. Their response was worship and return. Worship and return, not let's go accumulate wealth, not let's go get stuff as a result of the blessing, not the accumulation of materialistic gain, but notice the pattern. Worship, return. So the blessing is not a car. The blessing is not a house. Notice the pattern. Worship and return, or worship, then return. Worship should always precede service, because when worship precedes service, your service is now born out of worship instead of religious duty. So worship should always precede service. Again, it's not the prosperity gospel or what people deem prosperity to be because, again, it's not the accumulation of materialistic gain. No, the blessing is the state he calls us to be in. It is a state. We we heard Bishop talking about this Sunday. He harped on this, and I believe it's imperative that we understand this. It is a state of mind, a state of being, the state he calls us to be in. God said, be blessed. Yes, the power of be. The word be means to make or to cause to become. So in other words, God is saying, I have made you fruitful. You have the ability to multiply because I've made you fruitful. You have the ability to multiply. Now go replenish the earth. Replenish meaning what? To feel. Feel. Feel the earth. Feel with what? With the image of God that you were created with. You feel the earth with the image of God that you were created with. That's fruitful. That's multiplying. That's the fruitful and the multiplying part. Multiplying and perpetuating the blessing. There's perpetuating power in the word be. Because God said in the beginning, light be. Light has not ceased since he said, let it be. So there's perpetuating power in the word be. And he goes on to say to subdue, to bring under subjection, and to have dominion. Now this is vital because when we hear this dominion part, we all want dominion. Right? We all want it. We want dominion. And it's fine because there's this innate desire and this innate longing in us to exercise dominion over something. But what happens is when we don't have dominion over self, we tend to want to dominate people. We tend to want to exercise dominion over people. So husbands want to exercise dominion over wives, and wives want dominion over husband. But here's the issue. How's the dominion over self? How's that working out? How's the dominion over self? Now, how do we get to the dominion part? Because we just read the verse that God gave us dominion. Yeah. 
the dominion is directly connected to the state of being blessed. The state of being blessed. So I think, I think we need to look at this state. But first, let's journey over to Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 through 3. I want to show you something here. And he showed me a pure river. This is Revelation chapter 22, verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb, in the midst of the tree, street of it, and on either side of the river was there the tree of life. There's a tree on both sides, which bare 12 manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. We could use some of this right now, right? Healing of the nations. Verse 3, and there shall be no more curse. Somebody shout, no more curse. Somebody type into the comments, no more curse. Listen to this. Where the throne of God is, there is no curse. Where the throne of the Lamb is, there is no curse. Where the dominion of God is, there is no curse. So it is impossible for the curse to occupy any space where the dominion of God resides, where the throne of God resides. Now, the throne of God represents the authority of God. So if the throne of God, i.e. the authority of God, reside in your mind, then your thought patterns would render decisions that would keep you from a cursed life. I'll say that again. If the throne of God reside in your mind, then your thought patterns would render decisions that would keep you from a cursed experience. Now, we're here at the end of the book, the book of Revelations. We see the eradication of the curse, right? We see the complete annihilation of the curse. So we see the blessing in the beginning, but we know that there was a fall. So you see the blessing walk through the Bible and end up in the very last chapter of the very last book, and you don't see any curse, which means the blessing has overcome the curse. Remember, this is the original intention of God, and so you see the final answer at the end, right? That's important to understand. So now let's go back to Genesis because we're going to look at the wisdom of God. We're going to see the wisdom of God before the fall. Before there was an all-out assault on the curse, in the first chapter, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion, dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, dominion over the earth. You come from the earth. I come from the earth, right? So God had already given you dominion over that which would become fallen. God had already given you the dominion over that which, had, that which would become fallen, so he already gave the answer before the problem even showed up. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Get this, God's image is the answer to the curse. Now, when I'm talking about image, I'm not talking about a snapshot. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a selfie. No. We're going to get into this word image. So the image of God houses the blessing. And, it, and it's important to understand that this is not gender specific because he said, let us make man. Right? This isn't gender specific. So, ladies, this includes you too. Amen? Won't man. This includes you too. 
So, the image of God houses the blessing. His image produces his likeness, right? So you have to ask yourself, what images are governing your life? What have you been looking at? Image in the Hebrew means, Bishop brought this out Sunday, a shade or a figure. Another word you'll find in that Hebrew definition is resemblance. But likeness has to do with function, how you act, the fruit of something. So in the Hebrew, the word likeness also means shape, not shade, shape. Shape denotes function. When you see the shape of a thing, you see the purpose of a thing. There's a reason why the tires on your car are shaped a certain way. There's a reason why they're not shaped like bricks, right? That would impede your ability to move forward. When you see shape, you see purpose. I know this sounds primary and elementary, but I need you to get this. There's a reason why you are made in the likeness and the image of God. You are created to be a reflection of the blesser. Thus you bless. You speak to stuff. You speak to things. Turn to your neighbor and say, what are you reflecting? So image denotes character. Likeness denotes conduct. Character being the parent of the conduct, meaning character would be the seed. Conduct would be the fruit of that seed. So we know we have a seed problem. Because we see in Genesis 3.15... God says, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. So you have the bruiser, meaning the devil, who has done a work on God's prime creation. Right? So now something has to be done. But check this out first. Everything God created, he said, would produce after its own kind. But with man... It was likeness, not kind. It was likeness. So the blessing has to do with likeness, the ability to produce God-likeness. But again, there was a fall. The fall caused a character switch. So the conduct followed, talking about the state of the blessing. Let's look at Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus speaking in Luke chapter 4. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. You ever ask yourself, who are the poor? Who are the poor he's talking about in this verse? Because he can't just be talking about somebody who's naturally poor. Because what if you're not poor? Do you not get the gospel? So he can't be talking about the naturally poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Now, this is not just talking about you getting your feelings hurt and Jesus has came to make you feel better, right? Bless your little heart. That's great. Jesus will make you feel better. But that's not what this particular passage is talking about. He is talking about the core of the man, the place where God intended to dwell, the center of the man, like the heart of the tree, the heart of the individual. This is the place where God wants to reside he says, I'm coming to clean all that up because the bruiser did some damage in the disconnect in the fall. There was a spiritual disconnect from God during the fall. So Jesus has to come and make this right, right? He has to come and make this right so God can now dwell in his prime creation because the original intention of God is his final answer. Just because the, there was a fall doesn't mean God's plans changed. 
thank God that he has Jesus right there who was willing to come and do the work. Amen. Amen. Now, he said, I come to heal the brokenhearted. He said, I'm going to clean all of that up. Because as a result of that, you've been taken captive. Preach deliverance to the captive. You were a prisoner of war, right? There was a war, though. There was, a, there, was a, there was an assault against you in the garden. And you became a prisoner of war. You need deliverance. You're a captive and you need to be deliverance. To preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, he has come to restore sight because without sight from God, you cannot fulfill your purpose. Now, everything in this verse has a natural analogy, no doubt. But understand this. Everything that Jesus did in the natural is a reflection of what he did on the inside of you. So he set at liberty them that are bruised. Set at liberty them that are bruised. Again, natural connotation. This is representative of what he was to do or what he is doing right now today on the inside of everybody that would yield to him. Everybody that would yield to him. Every born again believer has the capacity and the capability to walk out the blessed life. Because God has deposited the state of being blessed in every born-again believer, talking about capacity. This capacity and the capability is relative to the communication of God in your life. About and to. About and to. Do you believe what God said about you? Do you believe what God said about you? to align your life with what he said to you. I'm going to say that again. Do you believe what God said about you to align your life with what he said to you? Very important. Talking about mind renewal now. That's the most important thing in the life of a Christian is mind renewal because we need to be reconditioned. Why? Because our decisions are derived from a belief system that was constructed by a fallen nature. Amen. We need to be reconditioned. We need our thought patterns reconstructed. So the communication is important. Genesis 1:28. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. The word blessed means to consecrate with favor or to celebrate with praises. It also means to speak well to or to speak well about. If you don't like the way your life looks, check what you've been saying. Check what you've been saying. You want to avoid the cussing all day long and the speaking the fear and the ambiguity and the doubt Right? And the unbelief and the insufficiency and the lack. You want to avoid these things. James says your mouth to your life is like a rudder to the ship. It's like a bit in the horse's mouth. Your mouth guides your path. It guides your way. The psalmist says your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. So it's, it's, it's important that we, that, we, that we watch what we say and that we watch our conversation even in the slightest things because your mouth determines your experience of life. Notice that there is no, listen to me, there is no faith switch. When you're speaking doubt and unbelief, 
and lack and insufficiency, you think the faith switches off, and then when you want to declare the things of God, you turn the faith switch on, and now I'm in faith, and everything I say is going to come to pass now. There is no faith switch. There has to be consistency. There's a reason why Jesus' words were so powerful. There was no guile found in his mouth. He never said anything off. This takes effort, especially in the world that we live in, where there's doubt all around you. The enemy is very strategic. He'll send people around you that mean you no harm, but they'll do you no good. My buddy told me that once. People come around you that mean you no harm, but they'll do you no good. Are you listening to me? So you have to watch what you say because there is no face. Which you, what you'll end up doing is you'll end up deceiving your own heart. And a deceived heart is incapable of perpetuating true Bible faith. If your heart is fully deceived, you will fool your own self into thinking that you are in faith when you are not. Listen to me now. Because you will talk as if you are. But it will only be deception because out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. Words are important. How did you get saved? Words. Anointed word was given to somebody. That somebody spoke that anointed word. You heard that anointed word, right? You received that anointed word, and then you said some words based on that anointed word. And it altered your destiny. It changed your life. Words are extremely important. Listen, God blessed them saying. God blessed saying. God empowered by saying. God enabled by saying. In other words, you have now be. We're back again at the power of be. So the blessing is on what he said. That's why the enemy attacked what he said. He didn't say anything else in the garden. He attacked the word of God because that's where the blessing is. Has God said? Yeah, he said we cannot eat of the tree nor shall we touch it. Now, he didn't say touch it. She added to that. He said don't eat of the tree or else we'll surely die. Second word, no, you won't. What's he doing? He's attacking the word of God because that's where the blessing is. The blessing is on what he said. Now that the blessing is there, now we've got to draw it out. Again, do you believe what God said about you to align your life with what he said to you? That's a problem. Now the spoken word over you speaks to the power in you. It speaks to the potential in you. When God speaks a word over you, he is speaking to the purpose that he has placed inside of you. He's intending to draw that power out, that potential out, that purpose out. God will place potential in you, then speak to it by his word. Deep calls unto deep. He is speaking to something that he has placed there. Are you listening to me? You acknowledge what he said, then you act on what he said. You align your life with what he said. Because every time we see a New Testament truth, we see what we have the capacity and the capability to accomplish. So essentially, we see the apostles explaining the blessing. Explaining the blessing. These truths that are representatives of the blessing will form character in you. Character in you. This must needs be. 
talking about the character of God. The character of God will communicate to the things around you that accommodate your purpose. So there's dialogue going on all the time that you don't even hear. You're wondering why you're moving from place to place. That's because there's dialogue going on between God and your purpose, between the Word of God and your purpose. So you go from faith to faith, grace to grace, glory to glory, health to health, strength to strength. Dialogue going on all the time. Your purpose, listen to me, your purpose requires certain character. Certain character. Godly character. Godly character expressed through you will set you on the path to experience the blessed life. Because the state of the blessing will produce the life of blessing. So the word of God spoken over you builds structure when you receive it. It builds guardrails. Yes, the character of God builds guardrails in you. Some of y'all have iPhones. Not me. Y'all. I don't have iPhone. I don't get down with iPhone like that. I think it's like a denomination to me. It's like a What is a denomination? The uh, denomination says that we're not them, they're not us. And that's what iPhones do. And your little messages, you got the little colored messages, the blue, you know that those are people that have an idea. Yeah. When you see the blue message, they're with us. When you see somebody like me show up, the green message, you know, he's not with us, y'all. He's not one of us. That's, that's fine, though. That is just fine. Bet you don't know what I done read that message, though. <laughs> you ain't got to know. You know I read it when I answer it. <laughs> but iPhones, listen, listen. There's a reason why. There's a reason why so many people like them because they are seamless. They are, and this is why. They put heavy restrictions on them, which is why they are very unlikely to get a virus. There's heavy restrictions, guardrails, unless you done jailbroke it or something. You know, the jailbreak the phone, you know, went through there and took all the restrictions off. Now you can do what you want to do. Folk that don't like to deal with restrictions, you know, they want to jailbreak the phone. They like that wild horse that don't want no restrictions. They want to buck the restrictions and get off me. That's what they want. But they place heavy restrictions on them and they minimize the viruses. Say guardrails. So the word of God will build in you character that will only respond to the things that are tied to your destiny. The character of God in you that the word is building will only respond to the things that are tied to your destiny. Yes, yes, yes. Now we're kind of peeking, peeking behind the curtain of blessing to see what it looks like intrinsically. So you see the purpose of blessing. And this is where we'll end here. The purpose of blessing to protect, to project, to perpetuate, and to prosper. To protect you from potential harm. Somebody say guardrails. To project you into your prophetic future. To perpetuate your purpose in the earth and to prosper you, making you rich, adding no sorrow. So the blessing is all-encompassing. It surrounds you. God has created it to be that way. Man, I sure enjoyed this time with y'all. I hope y'all learned something. Everybody online, our online audience, I hope you were blessed. We pray that you received a word from God. Let's just pray for a minute. God, we thank you for the time in the word. We thank you. 
for the word that you've given us, God, the grace that was on your word, the light that came, the revelation that came, how you caused us to see. We thank you for giving us answers to questions and the solutions to problems, for helping us, for being our God. You are everything we need. You are all that we need. You are exactly what we need. God, we thank you for being so kind and so patient, so loving. Thank you, God, that you are the God of restoration. Thank you that you cast nobody away. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your son who did all the work. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, our helper, who helps us daily with these things. Help us to take these principles, God, and, and show us how to apply them to our lives, God, the practicalities into those active areas, God, that we may progress with the things that you've shown us, knowing, flowing, and growing, maturing and developing into what you've called us to. Yes, the power of B. Thank you for speaking that word over us. In Jesus' name.